Welcome to the Coffee and Catnaps Parenting Podcast. I am your host, Erin Meinl, owner of Lake Country Sleep, a certified sleep consultant and elementary school teacher with a background in early childhood development. Uh, This is a community for sharing and supporting each other in our parenthood journeys. Um, I'm the sleep expert, but today I have a a guest for our motherhood series, Heather Schaefer. Heather is here today to tell us and give us a little wisdom um, and share her motherhood journey with us. So Heather, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. This is going to be really fun. I'm looking forward to this. Absolutely. So let's get into it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about you and your family background? Yeah. So um, I have been married. So again, my name is Heather Schaefer. I've been married to my husband, Steve, for um, 25 years, over 25 years now, which is crazy. We have pretty much raised our kids in the same house. We've lived here for 19 years in Wisconsin, which is also something we didn't really expect. And my, um, my daughters, I have three daughters and my oldest is 23. She lives in Indianapolis. She's a teacher. And my middle daughter is 20. I'm getting ready for birthdays here. I'm trying to think here, but she's 20 and she is a junior in college and she goes to a school in Michigan, Grand Valley State. And then I have a high schooler here at home, my my last birdie in the nest, and she is 17, a junior in high school. And um, yeah, so we're kind of in a different a different life stage and it's pretty crazy. Um, just all the changes that have happened and just thinking back. And I, I always love Erin and I've told you this in different social media posts, but I always love seeing your posts. I know it's not my phase right now in life, but it just brings me back. And um, I'm always thinking of, oh, who can I share Erin's posts with? Because they're so helpful. And oh my gosh, I would have loved to have had somebody tell me this because I didn't have anybody to tell me these things. Well, so. that's one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on the show is because, you know, even though my audience is mothers who are serving, you know, younger children right now, um, that won't always be the case. Our kids are constantly growing and changing and as much right now as I'm in the season of (laughs) living it and sometimes wishing the days would go a little faster. um, Mm -hmm. I always know that there's another perspective that I will experience down the road, um, kind of where you're at now. So you've been through the newborn stage, you've been through the toddler stage, the teenage years, and now you're getting into, you know, adulthood with your daughters. So I'm sure you're going to be able to share um, your perspectives on all of that with us tonight. And like I said, hopefully shed a little wisdom (laughs) since you have a little bit more experience (laughs) than than me personally and um, a lot of, I'm sure, my listeners. So Mm -hmm. why don't we just continue focusing on um, motherhood? What has Mm -hmm. been like your favorite thing overall about motherhood? Well, you know, I mean, it's interesting because I, 
you know, I have a college degree. I went to college. I was a stay-at-home mom um, until my, let's see, my youngest was, I think about six when I started in a direct sales business where I was kind of away a little bit more and things like that. But other than that, I was pretty much home. And it's just so interesting to me because I love the the kind of challenge of how do I parent? I mean, having three girls, um, there's a couple things I hear very often. And the main thing I hear very often, my husband gets this too, is, oh my gosh, three girls. I'm so sorry. And we would even get that when the girls were babies. And we're like, what are you like? That is the most inappropriate thing to say. In any case, um, I learned that there's just so much kind of just mind thinking and how do I want these girls to turn out? How do everything I do is very intentional. That's just my personality too. And so it was always what I, I really liked that challenge of what training and teaching method is best for each of my girls because they're very different and same parents and you hear this all the time same parents same house all of those things and completely different personalities and so i really always have enjoyed that challenge of how to parent them for their learning style for how they loving them how they need to be loved how they how they you know the five love language was was always something that i tried to incorporate and I still do to this day. Um, and so I really, I like that part. I, and I'll just be honest here. I was not a baby mom. I was not one of those moms that was like, oh gosh, the baby stage. And that, you know, when they get older and the moms would say to me like, oh, don't you just wish they were babies? I'd be like, no, I don't. (laughs) I like the independence as they get a little older. Yes. There's a, I could have a conversation, right? I could, I could give them, you know, age appropriate reasoning, right? Yeah. And um, so it's, I don't know, that's just always something that maybe I, sometimes I feel a little out of place in other moms groups, even at my age now where moms will look back and they'll just, you know, want to serve in the nursery at church all the time and rock babies all day long. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> no, I'm really, I'm really glad you brought that up because I feel mm-hmm. like it's okay to say that. And it should be said if that's how you feel, because I'm sure there are other women who agree with you. Mm. I'm in the thick of it with my toddler boys right now. And there are days where I am just like constantly doing deep breathing, constantly saying, God, please give me patience, like just in prayer. And you know, there are some people who were made for this. (laughs) And as much as like, I love children. I mean, I I teach in a four-year-old classroom every day. And then to come home and deal with my toddlers after that, it's like my patience is wearing very thin Mm. and that's hard. And I loved the newborn stage. I love the snuggles. I love all of that. Um, And the infant stage, but the toddler stage has got me 
<laughs> wearing thin. Yeah. Um, but I think it's, it's something to be noted because mm-hmm. it's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. It's not. And it doesn't mean you love your kids any less. Right. I always say, I loved my kids, but I don't necessarily love everybody else's kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, you okay know, too. I mean, but at, at, and at different ages, like you said, you know, I think every mom should appreciate and kind of recognize where her sweet spot is in terms of the other, you know, the ages, age groups that she likes to be around. And quite honestly, I'm kind of like a, and this is going to sound crazy as people get into middle school and girls, but mm-hmm. I love middle school girls. So that I seems crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I always say, cause you know, a lot of my colleagues are middle grade teachers or high school teachers. And I'm always like, I don't know how you do it. Like I could never do that. And they're like, I don't know how you do it. (laughs) So there is a time and a place for everyone and everything, every season under the sun, right? That's right. And it also, but the beautiful thing about that too, is that, you know, (laughs) you can live it and you can try to enjoy it, but you also know that when you're in those harder stages, it will come to an end Mm -hmm. and it's bittersweet. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's very true. It's very true. And, but I will say too, I've never looked at the end of a phase or a stage as bittersweet. I really, because I just remember, you know, each of my girls being born and the countless hours that you rock in that rocking chair. And for me, I, I just remember just praying over them in the middle of the night when <laughs> I just couldn't sleep and just, and And now, and I'm going to have to not get like teary eyed, but now these women are who I had held and rocked and prayed for who they would become and grow into. And here they are. Mm -hmm. And it's a pretty, I love that. I, that's probably my favorite part. Like I said, that, that challenge of growing and seeing them become those things um, that you've that they've developed all on their own, sometimes despite you, right? That mm-hmm. it's not always, it's not because we're perfect parents Mm-mm. at all. No. And, you know, I would always tease. I would, I would joke when my girls got older. I, and I still say this, my husband's like, oh my gosh, seriously. But I would tease and I would say, you know what? I'm going to raise you to be good decision makers, to be wise and discerning. So you can choose a great therapist someday. <laughs> <laughs> hey, more power to them if they can, right? Because I know I'm going to make mistakes mm-hmm. and I have, um, but I love seeing that who they become and I love each phase. So I never really grieved or mourned or thought it was bittersweet when they left one stage and, and went to the other. I also I I like change. I like new things and new, oh my gosh. Okay. Now we're in something new. What are we going to, how are we going to handle this problem? Right. Um, and so I was always thinking and reading and I know I didn't have all these great resources like podcasts and social media when I was a young mom. And so it was books really that I would dig into or talk in my mom's groups. But Mm -hmm. I always just really liked that challenge of 
how do I need to parent this child in this moment based on what she needs from me now? I like that. I think that's kind of fun in a weird way. So I think that's great. That's a really good reminder to everyone that, you know, each child is different, has their own personality and their own needs, their own love language. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's important to speak to them to, as to who they are. Right. Um, So how, I know you talked a little bit about the love languages and I actually did a post about that recently. Um, Had you noticed at all, like Mm -hmm. when your girls were little and you could kind of start to pinpoint what their love language was, um, did that change as they got older or did that pretty much stay the same? It has changed. Okay. Yeah, it has changed. Um, And, you know, and when I think about that, that makes sense because I've also, you know, I do the love languages with my husband and my love languages change. His love languages change too. So it does kind of make sense. I think that could be a stage of life too. When the kids were little, you know, physical affection was not my love language. I was like, I had a baby nursing on me all the time. (laughs) I was good. did not want to be touched anymore. I'm really good. Um, but, but for my girls, definitely, it, it definitely has changed through the years and as they've grown. Um, yeah, it's, it's changed. And, you know, sometimes I even kind of do a little check-in with them again, because when they're in high school and they're busy and you're on the go, I mean, when we were driving from this activity to that activity, you know, sometimes it would get a little busied. And so every now and then I would just kind of pause and be like, Hey, you know, I just want to check in with you. Like, where are you at with some of these things? Like what would really bless you in some of these moments right now? You know, has anything changed from before when we talked about that? So it was always kind of good, you know, when they're at a, I like the reasoning age. I mean, I can have a conversation with them and, um, and they can recognize their emotions a little bit more. So um, I thought that was always a good thing to just to ask them and see how they responded, but it definitely has changed through the years. That's cool. And something that as my boys get older, I'll be keeping an eye out for. I'm sure right yeah. now my Bram is my little snuggle bug and I'm sure that won't last forever, but yeah, I'm just going to soak it up while I can. I know. I know. So kind of going to the opposite end of the spectrum, what has been the hardest part of motherhood? Mm. Maybe a little bit of the same, right? It's, it is a lot of head power. I was just kind of saying recently that I think, um, you know, I, and I think I even said this on some comment in one of your posts, but I never, I never want to say the phrase that I hear thrown around and I don't really care for the phrase, but little kids, little problems, big kids, big problems. I don't really agree with that. I think when you're in those moments, those hard things, they are hard and there's nothing to be diminished about that. So I think that's just really one thing I want to make sure that your listeners really hear is that, um, little kids is not little problems. Mm -hmm. Um, It feels like a lot. It's a lot of responsibility. All of a sudden, I just remember that feeling of like, I'm responsible for this human being. I'm responsible for them to be productive 
members of society someday. (laughs) And um, that was a lot. I wanted to do a good job. And I think sometimes we can beat ourselves up as moms. We can doubt and question if we made the right decision on what we said to them or the punishment we served them or whatever, or we, we lost it and we feel bad. Um, those are hard things. And I think that's the hardest. That's hard. That's hard. Parenting is, um, you still are a a human being that has feelings and emotions of your own. And so suppressing those and yet not suppressing them, that balance of that, like when to explode, when to keep your calm, like you were saying, taking deep breaths. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you don't do it perfect. And I mean, a lot of times we don't do it perfect, right? And so giving ourselves grace is, is really hard to do sometimes. Yeah. Um, I love that you, you brought back that little kids, little problems, big kids, big, big problems, because, you know, as a parent today of young kids, you know, you want to be responsive and supportive and a lot of like, what I see with my son is he doesn't yet have the words or the vocabulary to identify these things he's feeling. So first and foremost, we're trying to teach him what he is feeling and then help him through it in a way that, you know, he's safe and um, feeling supported if that's what he needs. Um, I think ultimately like I'm trying to lay this foundation right now where he feels like when he is struggling with something, he can come to me and talk to me about it because I know years down the road when he's a teenager, I don't want him to feel like, oh, mom's just going to yell at me. Like I want him to, you know, feel those same things he's feeling now. Like this is a safe space where you can come and talk to me. Like I'm going to give you that time and that space to work it out because Mm -hmm. that's what you're clearly needing. But at the same time, like, I want you to know that I'm here to support you through it. And that has been, that was a challenge for me today. Actually, we had, um, (laughs) we had an afternoon (laughs) at my house. He, uh, he got car sick. So between him and his brother, I mean, they're both, they're two little boys. One is two and a half. The other is 12 months. And, um, I was trying to get them both out of the car, clean up the mess take the car seat out, take it apart so I could wash it. Um, the, the younger one is crying because he just wants to be held. Like he's in that phase. And it was just like overwhelming for me to try and do all of these things all at once. And it was dinner time. So I'm like, okay, well, let's just go downstairs, throw this stuff in the laundry quick. And of course, like they follow me everywhere, which is great and fine. And they need to, because I need to keep an eye on them. Um, And we go downstairs and I'm turning over the load that was in the wash to put in the dryer so I can put in this other load. And I pull out a book. He threw a book in the wash when I didn't see (laughs) and it got washed with the clothes. And I was just like, I let out like just a yell. Like it it wasn't yelling at anyone. I was just like, ah, like just in frustration. And I think I caught him off guard. I scared him. And 
um, my toddler, that is my two and a half year old. And I was just, you know, we, we all sat down. I was like, mommy, just mommy needs a timeout right now. I just need to sit. I need to breathe. And I told him, like I modeled for him how I was feeling and we talked about it. And I said, I'm sorry. I yelled in that moment. Like I made a mistake, but I was feeling really frustrated. And I just, you know, I'm trying to give him the language to use so that when he's feeling that way, Mm -hmm. you know, he can see that that's normal and it's okay to feel that way. Um, And yelling could be a better option than hitting or biting, you know? So Mm -hmm. I love that you say that because in their eyes, those little things, what seem little to us are really big things because they Mm -hmm. haven't yet experienced it Mm -hmm. and they don't know what it is they're feeling. Right. So very true. Very true. And, and each personality as they get older is going to, some are going to open up to mama and some are going to keep a close lip, you know, I mean, like I said, each of my girls are very different. And sometimes even when you, when you parent and model those things, their personalities are just more, they just think through things more. And, um, that is the case, you know, with, and I think for my middle daughter, I think of that in particular. And I think when I think about her as a, even a toddler, she just would always, you just knew she was thinking a lot. And, as she got older and was able to verbalize, she was like, mom, I don't have the word. I I don't know what I'm feeling right now. I still have to think about it. I'm like, okay, okay, great. Well, let's talk about it. And and I would find she'd need about 24 hours to figure out what she was feeling. (laughs) Like, okay. But, but I didn't know that until she was, you know, old enough in like maybe close to middle school to kind of like recognize like, I just don't know what I'm thinking. So it's, it's interesting as that plays out when they get older because, and where my oldest daughter would, I mean, we'd be up all night and she'd want to talk at like 10, 10 o'clock at night. And I'd be like, Oh, good golly. I got to go to bed. And that's like prime time for a teenager, like right. 10 to midnight. You, you got to be on your game. Yeah, I don't know how I'm going to survive those years. Cause I'm like, I go to bed maybe an hour or two after the boys right now. And I'm just, no, no. And you just do. You just get that mom boost because you know it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. You oh, know when they're ready to open up, you want to be there. Yeah. But, but boy, it, it's hard. But you just do what you got to do because mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't want to miss out. My coffee cutoff now is three p.m. So maybe then it'll be like five p.m. <laughs> right. 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 Oh, oh gosh. gosh. I know. I know. All right. So let's keep going with this you have given a lot of good perspective. What is some good advice that you would have for moms of littles right now? So newborn, infant, toddler stages. Hmm. I think, you know, for me, I would say it's really going to help you to plug into a mom community And I I don't know what it's like to raise littles with social media where you can just type and text and be in a Facebook group, but I feel like that personal meeting, engaging, and kids together is just so valuable. 
I would also say as a young mom, make sure you take time for yourself. And above all of it, if you are married, you are a wife before you're a mom. And be sure you are building into your marriage. So when your kids are not there anymore in your home, you still know your spouse. And I know there's single moms out there too. And, you know, with that, I would say single moms go out with your girlfriend, <laughs> like go, go have a girl's night. You really, really need that. Um, I don't think I would have been, I know I would not have been a great parent if I, if I didn't have any time where I could be me and know who I was because too often I see this now in my circle. So I'm in my fifties and women are trying to figure out who they are. They've never paid attention to what their likes and dislikes are and, and things that fill them up. And then all of a sudden they look around and they look you know, across the table at their spouse and they're like, who the heck are you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, I just, I think that's just really important to get our order right because um, you, you do matter and it's not just all about, you know, yes, we want to keep our, <laughs> the children safe and alive and all those things, but you do also need time for you. So I would just really say, take some self-care time. You need relationship time besides just with littles. Mm -hmm. um, make sure you're getting that. I do think that's really important too, because, you know, again, coming back to the whole modeling thing, if we want our children to grow up and be yeah. competent, contributing, kind, loving members of society, we need to do those things for ourselves and for our marriage mm -hmm. um, so that our kids can see that and can strive to do the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we started something. So when, when our kids were little, we... Um, I don't know when the first, I mean, I remember, I didn't have family nearby for babysitters. So if you're saying, you know, if any of your listeners are saying, oh gosh, well, I don't have a babysitter. Well, guess what? I started interviewing babysitters when our daughter was like four or five months old. Literally, I didn't have babysitters. We did not have family nearby. We, we tucked away our, you know, we budgeted so that we could just go drive around, but we could pay a babysitter so we could leave. And so, um, you know, taking that time is so important, but our kids would see us, I think, I think from the time that our old, you know, that our oldest was one years old, we started taking even just a one overnight trip. And then it was, you know, okay, it was a weekend and they just knew mom and dad are gone for a week now. I mean, when they were going through grade school and elementary school, we, we would go vacation together, just the two of us. And they knew that. And that's also speaks very much to what you were just saying about modeling that. And um, don't wait until <laughs> your kids are in high school to, mm -hmm. to get away. And not saying you have to go on a big fancy trip or anything, but you, you just really need that time mm -hmm. to, to be away. And it's a great example for the kids. I mean, we, we would joke that, you know, 
the kids wouldn't like to see us kiss in the kitchen. And I'm like, good. Like, I want them to be grossed out a little bit. You know, they just <laughs> need to see all parts of it. And yet at the same time too, then we would model when they got older, an argument. And we would argue, how do you argue in a healthy way? Right? Because um, that's all important. That's all part of modeling then for them, not only to contribute to society, but to be in relationship with other people. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a great perspective. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we did kind of talk about continuing that as they got older. Um, so now your girls are, you know, in their late teens and into adulthood. Mm -hmm. um, what's your advice for when we and myself and my listeners get to that stage? Gosh, I, I How love are you parenting now. <laughs> yes. You know, okay. So that's interesting because um, so with my 23 year old, I'm now a, a friend, right? I'm, I'm, I'm really not a parent, but here's, what's pretty cool about that. So she lives in another state. Um, we have built a relationship. We never were her friend going, I just, I want to make that clear. We were never friends with any of our kids through all the way up through high school. I'm not your friend. I'm your parent. We're going to draw boundaries. We're going to draw all of that, but we're not your friends. So you don't really have to like us. But that being said, now as her friend, she comes to us and asks for advice. And that's pretty cool. And so that means there's something there that being a parent, parenting her, maybe at some ways where she thought we were the worst ever, isn't wasn't so harmful, right? That it damaged our relationship. Um, and my college daughter, we're, we're still parenting, but we're kind of like one foot in parenting and one foot in friend, you know? So she was just home. She stopped home last weekend, um, kind of unexpectedly. And um, she's flipping through her phone and she holds She's like, okay, mom, I'm going to show you something. I need you to look at it as a friend, not as a parent. I thought that was really funny. I was like, okay, so at least we've just clarified my role at this moment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right now we're friends. <laughs> right now we're friends. So, um, but you know, we're still in college. We're still, we're still one foot on either side. Um, and then the youngest um, probably thinks she's 25 and just goes <laughs> and, you know, like I'm going here. I'm like, hold on a minute. You still have to ask us. Like, is there a question mark at the end of that sentence? <laughs> and maybe that magic word. <laughs> right, right. Um, but it's funny because as you have more kids and they've watched their siblings go through, they've watched the freedoms and independence. And we have raised our kids to be quite independent where we've never been helicopter parents. Um, I always expected them to, you know, take responsibility for things age appropriate, right? At each stage. Um, you know, but I mean, I still, I have peer friends whose kids still have their parents call for doctor's appointments. I'm like, gosh, my kids started making their own doctor's appointment as soon as they could drive. Cause I don't know where they're going to be. Are they working? Are they at school? Right. So teaching them and slowly giving them those you know, those ways for them to be ready for adulthood has been really, really key. Um, so 
I would say with each stage of your children, give them those opportunities so that you are preparing them for adulthood. Um, having them cook dinner, having them do laundry are not bad things. <laughs> um, so I would just, you know, so it has changed. It, it's very different, but um, I also have to say, I really, I really love this stage too. Um, it's like I said, it's, it's this little baby that I carried, <clears throat> I nursed, I prayed over, I took to school and now she's living in Indianapolis and I'm staying at her apartment when I go to visit. I mean, that's like crazy. <laughs> that's cool. No, no. That's yeah, cool. it is. It is cool. So it, it changes, but just, you know, be mindful of each stage that you're in and um, embrace that stage because um, it's, it's all good. It's all the way it was designed to be. It was meant to be that way. We don't want them living under our roof forever. <laughs> Some days I'm sure right now you're thinking, could you go now? <laughs> Just like, where's grandma? <laughs> right, exactly. Right. You wanted yeah. these grandkids. Come get them. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. And I didn't have that, you know, so, yeah. and maybe other people don't either. When you don't have that, um, leaning on friends and neighbors was really so key in my sanity. That's really great advice. Yeah. Find, find someone outside of your home to help. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Because you can't do it alone and, yeah. and you weren't designed to do it alone. Quite honestly, we were designed for community. That's, you know, how we're going to thrive and do the best. And so, yeah. I feel that like I've gotten sense. off track of your question. I think no, I no, no, that's now. totally okay. fine. When you said that, it makes me think of the, it takes a village to raise mm -hmm. a child quote. And I keep seeing this meme going around on Instagram or Facebook or something where it's like, where's this village they speak of? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, where are they? <laughs> I mean, I no, I have a very wonderful village, um, but I know that, you know, someone like you, you didn't have that. So you mm -hmm. had to like make yours, you know? Mm -hmm. so. I, yeah, I did. And I remember moving, you know, in the area where we are, I feel like there were a lot of people that had family here, you know, they grew up here, they mm -hmm. stayed here. And I just, I, I had my own little pity party when we first moved here because I wasn't, I was like, wait, everybody else has family. How can I ask somebody to watch my kid? You know? Um, but I just had to do it. Mm -hmm. So don't, you know, don't wait too long to reach out outside of your circle to do, you know, to, to get help, to partner, do swaps, whatever that looks like, you know, when, and when the kids were little, we had our um, kind of a Bible study group and we would all get, do date nights. And so we would rotate among the group to take turns babysitting. And so we didn't pay anybody but it was like a, a parent swap and the kids would play and they loved it and it was great. And then, you know, one of the parents, you know, the couples would have a date night. So, um, yeah, that's awesome. be, be creative, you know, it doesn't have to mean a lot of expenses. Cause I know those are penny pinching times often right. that's, for us. <laughs> that's really good. If you can find like one or two or three other couples that you can do that with, like, mm -hmm. that's awesome. So, yes. Yeah. Cool. 
Well, yeah. Heather, thank you so much for joining me tonight. This has been it's been awesome just hearing your perspective on things and your your advice for all of us younger moms. Um, thank you for joining me. Awesome. Um, you and I connected from a networking group initially. Mm -hmm. um, would you mind sharing a little bit about, you know, you do, you share about your family life mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. also your business, obviously. Um, but there might be some people who would want to follow along. Where mm -hmm. can we find you online? Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been really fun. Um, I So thanks for inviting me to be here. So I think that um, that is really fun. One of the things I call myself um, in my business is a mentor mom. So it just really seemed to fit in perfectly. So um, I do several things in terms of business for myself now. Um, I am a independent stylist with a company called Ruby Ribbon. So I help women break up with their bra and find comfort and alternative support and no underwires. And we do have nursing um, camis as well. So I get to help women of all different ages and, and sizes and shapes with that. Um, I also have a business where I mentor and coach women in direct selling to be able to create the income that they are looking for. I do branding for women in direct sales. There's a common theme here. I know you can see um, and have kind of branched off and been doing a lot more of that as well as website design for women. So that's a lot of what I do. Um, you can find me on Instagram. It's Heather Schaefer HQ. So Schaefer is spelled S-C-H a-E-F-E-R. So it's Heather Schaefer HQ. That's on Instagram. And you can find me the same place on Facebook. Um, and that's how you can kind of get a hold of me. My website is the same too. It's HeatherSchaeferHQ.com. And you can kind of find out more about me and my programs and what I offer. And um, I just really try to put out there as much as I can on social media more about me. And um, it's just really been a great adventure. And I'm really glad that I kind of stepped into some of those opportunities while my kids were still young and it's grown and, and changed, but um, I did step into some of those and was doing things when they were younger too. So. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. And I will make sure to put all of that in the show notes. So if you guys want to head on over and find Heather, it will all be linked for you. Um, thank you everyone for joining us on this episode. If you are looking for more sleep resources, please head to lakecountrysleep.com. Check out the blog, check out any services. We're also on Instagram and Facebook at Lake Country Sleep. Have a good one.